Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from our two different points of view. Mine being the somewhat cynical cinephile. And mine being the hopeless romantique. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to be taking a look at The Christmas House. Yes. The one, the only, The House of Christmas. The House of Christmas. Uh, we thought we'd throw it back a few years Mm-hmm. For you, um, you know, as we mentioned in the last episode, we were not going to do, you know, the 118th Christmas Ice Castle movie. Um, <laughs> although I've I've heard mixed reviews. I've, I've heard, heard mixed too. Yeah. So may, I don't who knows. Maybe we'll throw it in the maybe mix. Maybe if we have a big glass of, of wine, we, we can get through it. <laughs> the, the largest uh, glass of wine ever. But so uh, I was looking back, you know, in the cat the Hallmark catalog. Mm-hmm. There aren't too many Christmas movies at this point that we haven't seen, but there were a few from the past uh, years that I thought we would revisit. Well, that we would visit (laughs) for the first time. Yeah. And so I thought this one felt appropriate. I'm a big Treat Williams fan, and it was very sad to hear of his passing. Uh, So I thought this would be a nice movie to do um, in, in honor of him. Yes, totally agree. So let's jump right in. Let's open that door. Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. What did you think of The Christmas House? Is this a film you would love to watch again while fluffing uh, your your garland? Or is this one maybe you have on in the background because you're so, I mean, your garland's a mess. It's a mess. You got to focus on that garland. You have one eye on the screen. Or is this one that you never want to see again because you're just too busy decorating? You ain't got time for this. Um, it's so weird to be talking about Christmas. <laughs> it's only like two months away. For Hallmark. Yes, that <laughs> is true. So it is just sort of like the pre-prep. Um, so I... Yep. I Uh-oh. think I... W- <laughs> I hear some fencing. No. I, w- I would watch this movie again. Okay. It was not perfect. No. By, by any means. But I enjoyed certain performances and I loved the general idea of it. I loved the story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was it was a tad cheesy at times, but yeah. I embraced the cheese sure, for sure. this movie. And, yeah, I think it was really cute and sweet. I, I enjoyed the sentiment. So I think I, I would watch this one again. Good. Okay. What about you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I would not watch this. I, I, this movie... The story was a hot mess, and it, and it pains me because there were some great performances in this film. Like, we had some really strong performances, um, but it felt, the story just felt like it was all over the place. Like, it didn't know if it wanted to be serious or funny. There was no blending of the two. Um, it almost felt like there was just too many cooks in the kitchen on this. It was very strange for me, um, and so it, it's going to be a, be a no for me, which is a shame because, like I said, there were some really cool performances here, and there were some nice scenes um, but overall, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, it should have been called The Christmas House, colon, Mom Just Needs Some Therapy. That's what, that's what it should have been called. Wow. A, a, lot of this, a lot of the problems in this film could have been solved by her just taking a few sessions of, of some therapy. Well, you know, I teetered between a background watch and rewatching again. But because I, I saw through the, to the heart of it. Yeah. Um, you dug through, huh? I dug through... And I think there was enough for it for me. Uh, when it comes to romance, <laughs> what? 
Are you trying to do a raspberry? That I is couldn't. the worst I raspberry. I spit in the microphone. When it comes to romance, there was there was nothing, nothing there for me for this movie. So I had to, I had to swallow my my romantic. Um, when I when I knew that wasn't gonna happen, that's it took took me a little bit, but um, I really enjoyed the relationship between the brothers. Um, yeah, that and was of course, great. Yeah. You know, treat was was a treat. Uh, Man, he was he was acting in this film. He was he was bringing it. Yeah, like that. His A game was was on on yeah on scene. On he scene definitely was. elevated the movie yeah. uh, for me. But you know, I really think that. Our main brothers, Robert Buckley and Jonathan Bennett, really were fantastic. They are the 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 love story <laughs> that I focused on, yeah. you know, instead of of having it, you know, the romance. Yeah, but. No, for sure, their their relationship was great to see. Any any time they were in a scene together, it just felt very believable. And even like him rushing off to get the car and everything, which was just so ridiculous. Like they made it very fun and. That kind of cheese I was here for, but there were some other ones that just didn't pass. But I mean, you're already talking about our, our actors. So yeah. Finish finish up because we got a few. Yeah, uh, and of course we have the the immensely talented, wonderful the and sadly the late Treat Williams, um, who plays the the patriarch in the family. Um, and you know he, what else is there to say? He was just fantastic yeah. as always. Really brought a lot of authenticity and warmth, and, warmth yeah. and heart to the film uh we have sharon lawrence who plays phyllis the mom mm. who you apparently think needs a lot of therapy yeah. we'll, we'll talk about her scenes i thought she did a great job i mean i think her scenes they're definitely i i tried to like that's where there was some cheese and how they chose to shoot you know We'll, we'll get like into the, it. Like thinking back, the memories. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but then we have some great side characters, too, that we can talk about as well. But as far as the story, fun fact, I don't think you know this. Robert Buckley is the one who plays the uh, Mike, the, the actor brother. Yeah. This movie is actually a story that he pitched to Hallmark based off of his family's tradition of okay. like, you know, decking out their This home, is real. This is a real thing. Their home for Christmas. That's madness. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so he and another writer, Aaron Rodman, uh, wrote the film. Um, so yeah, the whole mastermind, the, the plot of the story is a real story of his family. Well, it's good to see that, you know, we got this, that it's real, because it, it seemed almost unbelievable. Like a family, like, taking out all of their furniture. Like, that's, that's wild to me. Yeah. For me, I mean... <sighs> I mean, I think you can imagine that's like a dream come true for yeah. me. Like I would have loved to grow up in a in a would wonderland. You have would you have? Oh, that would have been so fun for me. I mean, as you know, I love decking our house out for Christmas. I know, but having to take out the furniture, then you have a bunch of strangers coming into your home and eating your cookies, like Well, I don't think they saw it as strange. I mean, it was like their neighborhood right, and friends sure. and family, okay. you know. But it was a it was a nice time for them, I I hope. Um <laughs> at least for Phyllis. It was her dream. I loved that whole part of it. And it definitely gave me the, the Christmas feels. Yeah. No, I, th I think it did. I mean, I wish uh, that the house would have either been bigger or, or different. I mean, they, they talk you about... You wanted them to work more? I just, I, I didn't get a, a sense of this. It, the house felt small to me. Maybe because there's just so many people in this. But I think they needed a, a different locale. Um, and when they talked about like, oh, we've got all these old decorations from like 40 years ago. No, you do not. 
you do not. These are decorations you bought at Target the day before filming. Like I was so mad because I love vintage Christmas decorations. And so we have vintage Christmas decorations. And so I thought they're going to bring out some classics. I was very disappointed with, with the decor. Yeah. I do think this movie suffered maybe budget wise. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I, and it's strange to me because you've got a big, you know, treat was big back then. Uh, I don't know why they didn't have the budget for it because there's some issues, you know, and we'll talk more about this as we progress, obviously, but there are some issues with, with camera and lighting and it, it felt really rushed to me at, at times. And if they had more budget, but then I say that and yet they had this big stage at the end. So I, I don't know what was going on. I'd like to know what was going on, but yeah. And now I'm even curious about the sequel. Did they fix these issues? I know there is a second one. What happened? I, well, I don't know. Are we going to review it since you I, I aren't know. a fan of this one? I will watch it at least. <laughs> Maybe the second one's better. Yeah. Let us know. But no, I do think that there was enough here. I loved, you know, I actually, I loved how it started because I was very confused. I was like, wait. And then it dawned. I was like, oh, this must be, he's filming something. Yeah, so. we, we don't get a title until five minutes into the film. Yeah. Which is super rare. I don't know if I've seen that. Well, what do you think about that title? It was fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was... As we come title. to learn, it's a, apparently a PowerPoint design that uh, <laughs> Papa Treat had made. I know. That is not a PowerPoint. That is that is beyond PowerPoint. That, was, doing some, some, that was some legit, like, That's some After Effects, animation. Unreal Engine 5. He's out there, you know, just going hard at it. So He could get a real career in that, actually. He's better than I am. <laughs> Got to give him props for it. Yeah. So, you know, when I talk about the romance, I think the relationship between Brandon and Jake was more, you know, substantial for me. Um, And I thought they were really cute together. They had some humorous parts. Um, But it was sad, too, because they've just been hurt so much from this adoption. So they're carrying a lot of pain in their relationship. And you can see that kind of, that stress on them, you know? Yeah, and I think it is a tricky thing to do a film that you want to go so hard on the comedy, but then you have that sort of pain and like grief of loss and and secrets, familial secrets, yeah, left and right. So I think that is kind of where the film kind of had missteps in that it, it, like you said, it didn't quite know what it wanted to be. Yeah, because the humor did seem very sort of slapsticky. You know, which over the fine. top at times, which, yeah, I enjoyed. And I think that uh, Robert and Jonathan do that very well. Yeah. But um, but yeah, then to jump into and let's just and let's just jump jump into jump into into, into Mama Phyllis uh, <laughs> with her her Debbie Downer, like, you know, the SNL skit oh, where I feel like every time they cut to her, it just was so over the top of like just bringing the mood down she just looked so sad every time everyone's trying to have a good time cut to phyllis Dunna. like just <laughs> thinking the about saddest. those memories like that's and that's you know i was joking but i'm not like she really does need to go to therapy to get through whatever she's going through because even the fact that she's doing this like there's some there's some history here the fact that she wants to do this christmas house every year let's unpack that i'd love to have a sit down with her and just figure out what's going on with her in the past that she feels the need to do this to her family. Well, maybe they unpack it in the second movie. I hope I don't so. Know. Maybe she starts going to therapy and working through. Man, wouldn't that be great? All of it. Wouldn't but, that be great? But no, they, like, you know, like the, what's that film? Haul Out the Holly? Is that the one? Slapstick City. And that works really well because they don't have all this, like, pain. And anytime there's secrets. And we're, I mean, it's like secrets upon secrets upon secrets here, just left and right. Yeah. I mean, this should have been a movies and mysteries because we were like, okay, so we find out they're selling the house, but oh wait, wait. there's still more. 
And then, oh, mom and dad are going to be separating. Oh, but is there is there more? Phyllis is just really harboring a lot of, of stuff, which rightfully so. Right, because she just defense, retired. She re- She's got a lot going on. Right. But it is Christmas, and you did invite your whole family to do this again. So, I mean, you got to suck it up. Like... <laughs> You can't be just bringing the mood down every, every time we see you. So that did, it was kind of odd. Yeah. The, and it felt a little dramatized, you know, every time we cut to her um, and she had to either walk out or look like she was ready to cry. Cause she was thinking about the memories of the kids and <laughs> those flashbacks, man. Like I don't think I've ever seen a film with so many flashbacks. No, I liked the flashbacks. Did you? You as far, flashbacks? I thought it was really sweet and actually it was like touching. I don't know that I loved how they did it okay, stylistically sure. wise. You know how I feel about the cheesy flashbacks, yeah. you know, the filters they put on them. The, and this one was like extreme. Yeah. But it, actually some of them got to me. Like some of them made me emotional. Like when Brandon's like looking in the kitchen and he sees his mom and he's thinking back to when Baking, she was like teaching yeah. him and he became a baker. And like some of them, yeah, really got to me. I think the the ones that were to me the worst were the ones with, with the ones with Mike and Andy. Yeah, she did him dirty. She did um, him dirty. That, I'm so, that made me so mad. Like who is this Troy Parker guy? Like who, how dare he? Uh, well, that didn't even bother me. It was the fact that the, the actors looked nothing. You don't think so? They did not look anything. You got to use your like, imagination. It's, it's a movie. I, I was trying. Suspension of disbelief. Come I on. was trying. I was like, wait, who are these kids? Who, are, who is this supposed to be? They just but, found them at the local 7-Eleven and, you know. But yeah, so Mike and Andy, they, they're supposed to be our, you know, our main romantic couple, I guess. Well, the ones that get together, you know, you're rooting for them. Yeah. So we do always talk about meet cutes. Um, we have a, a Ryu meet cute with yeah. these two. And even though I'm not a big fan of these two together, and we'll talk about it, I actually thought the, the Ryu meet cute was cute. Yeah. Him him walking in the kitchen with his, you know, with, two, his, drip. with his tiny tea. No, he's got some drip on this outfit. You know what I'm saying? His drip. Yeah. He's his looking tiny tea. Uh, those sweatpants? I'd wear those pants. Showing off some ankle. Uh, not knowing that Andy's there, obviously. And yeah, I thought it was funny and it was a, it was a cute way, cute way for them to, to, to see each other. To reunite. To reunite. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually kind of like them together, um, except for their, their history. Like when you find out what happened, like he turns his back for two seconds and then Troy Parker comes up and she's gone. And apparently they don't talk about it ever again. Like she just cuts off all communication. So, you know, I don't like that. It breaks my heart. But her, I do like the fact that we're, you know, we're seeing someone that was through a different relationship and now, you know, she's looking for a second chance. She has a great son, Noah. Like he was hilarious. I thought he did an awesome job. Shout out to Noah, uh, who was played by Mattia Castrello. And I just thought he was just a star. Yeah, he was. He's, he was carrying this film on his tiny little shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, great delivery. Like he, you know, I believed him. Yeah, he yeah. was he was fantastic yeah. and made me laugh a lot. But no, so Mike and Andy, I just did not feel anything between these two. I've I felt like she could not have cared less about him. And yeah. I know I'm like, okay, she's trying to play the hard to get. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, first of all, but it felt like too much. Yeah. You know, he's like trying to connect with her. He's trying to like. Well, he's from Hollywood. Help she her. can't trust him. 
you know, he's big time Hollywood. And she just seems very ungrateful. It's like she just she's not given anything. And so that it just makes it really hard for me to like root for these two when clearly, you know, there's just not a whole lot there. Yeah, especially after she broke his heart, you know, with Troy Parker. That's, yeah. That's really the, the clincher. And I me. didn't even really feel that that history like I, I wasn't feeling like oh they were this great love that you know was a missed opportunity so the romance just fell pretty flat for me with these two so that was sure. unfortunate so that was probably the biggest letdown for me in the film but sure. it wasn't a huge huge part of the movie enough that like it ruined it for me yeah. so I focused on you know the brothers and the family and the humor throughout well uh, let's talk a little a little technical if we if we may guys i'm sorry this this movie is you know very high key you know we've talked about it before they're just blasting light into the scene um they're not looking at directionality they're just they're just putting light in the scene and just filming away and it, it breaks my heart because i'm just not a fan of the style it it just doesn't look realistic it's you know like i said either they were rushed or without a budget because it just didn't connect a lot of times. Um, so we have high key lighting. So again, the characters are just blown out. Uh, and then we have some camera uh, oddities where the camera was actually shaking at times. It's almost like people were walking behind the camera and the camera would shake. It's just very, very strange. And then on top of that, one of the things that just strikes me in my heart and, and causes me to weep. Whoa. I know, I was weeping. Uh, is the hardcore blue moonlight. I, I am just not a fan of this. Um, we did an interview with the, another DP for Hallmark yesterday, uh, and you know he described that style of moonlight, you know, 1970s horror blue moon, and that's that's what we get here. And when the power goes out, that entire scene is just blue. So just not a lot for me to to like because it's just not my my kind of style, unfortunately. Yeah, you know that stuff doesn't really bug me because I mean it should you've been you've been with me for so long it well should, should cause I also you pain. realize like we've also come to learn how quickly these movies are made 15 days and yeah. they're not all going to be that cinematic you know no for sure you know sure. movie that you would typically want in you know like a, a film so that doesn't bug me as much what did bug me though was some of the editing choices I feel yeah. like it was edited straight a little weird. Good. Like I'm it glad would you be like, that too. Yeah, there yeah. were some cuts that would just be like cut, cut in the next scene. Like it just didn't flow like I would have expected. And it also, to. you probably were picking up on this subconsciously. The characters would be in a different position, so the edit mm. would it would just kind of hit you a little bit. Um, so yeah, there was definitely some issues with that, some technical things, and I'm glad you picked up on the editing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's why I want to see the second one. I want to see if maybe you know they had a bigger budget because. This one must have done well for them to be like, let's get that sequel money, you know? Yeah, no, um, I think it I think it did do well. But you know what I really want to talk about? Sure. What? Tell me. Is magic. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Now this, if anyone knows me, Lurs listen to this podcast, you know I'm a fan of magic. No, you're a fan of like real magic. No, not, but not I'm also magic. a fan of, I'm a fan of any kind of magic. Really? I, I See, I didn't know that. I thought you just like Christmas magic. I didn't know you were a fan of, you know, Magic Mike and waving the Not wand. Not Magic Mike. That's, oh. a totally, that's a totally different kind of magic. No, I'm talking about, you know, like, yes, magicians, things like that. I'm, yeah, I'm totally. You, you know magicians aren't real, right? You know, you know that? 
That's a, a matter of opinion. <laughs> so no, I was all here for this. I love that, you know, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but I'm hoping that this was part of Robert Buckley's real life story as well, that, you know, he was like a kid magician. That would be pretty and, fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that we have this character that we have to talk about. <laughs> Marvelous Jim. Oh, man. Was he Santa Claus? Did we figure that out? Was he? <laughs> I don't know, but he was amazing. He was marvelous. He was marvelous. <laughs> uh, he was played by he was played by Chris Gautier. I don't know if that's how he pronounces it, but that's how I'm pronouncing Go for it. it. He was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, all of his... I was not expecting a character like this in this movie. I don't know why, but I didn't realize that there was going to be magic. Um, and this, to me, was... Probably one of my favorite things about the movie was this little storyline throughout um, him teaching Noah the tricks and then us having, you know, Marvelous Jim do his little magic tricks as well. And I liked him just popping in and out. Um, I love that he's the one that, you know, wants the house. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. No, I mean, I don't know how, how he can afford that house on his, his magic shop income. Uh, this man's doing some tricks on the side if he's pulling in that kind of money because that house... I mean, it's a Christmas house. You're asking a, a decent amount, especially in this economy. I mean, he's marvelous. Mar That's true. He's making that money. You're making that magic money. <laughs> that marvelous money. But yeah, I just thought this was like a fun little storyline. You don't see a lot of magicians in not Hallmark for Christmas. movies. Not no. for Christmas. No. Um, well, he kept calling it Christmas magic. I'm like, That's kind of a stretch. So I, I really do feel like he grew up with this. It's just so strange to have magic around the holidays. Yeah, but I, I mean, the capes and everything, like, it was. It was fantastic. Well, it thought, made me really happy. You know, on the sign, it said that Andy was going to be a part of the act, too. But she doesn't really come in until the very end and gets into the box. What happened to her? Where no, was her? That was, that was deceiving. Yeah. yeah. I really thought there was she was going to be more of a, a part of the show as well, too. I thought we were going to see their act. Like, I know. Come back. Come, yeah. yeah. Saw in half. Give me something. Maybe it's an edited scene. Deleted. <laughs> deleted. Um, let's, let's request the deleted scenes from Hallmark for this film. But yeah, as far as writing, I actually thought um, there were some really great lines uh, throughout the film that I really enjoyed. And um, there's this one, you know, the mom is so such a stickler, you know, when she's not super sad. Uh, Charlie Browning it around town. Charlie Browning it around town. Oh. She, uh, she taught her kids, you know, how to pick a, cer a perfect tree. And, you know, Mike says, uh, oh, I remember. And he says something. It's like a sturdy limb is perfect to trim. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we also have, you know, really touching moments throughout. Also, it's another it's another uh, Mike line when he realizes that not only are they selling the house, but his parents are probably calling it quits mm -hmm. um and he says it's not one last christmas house it's one last christmas mm. and i gotta tell you there were a few times that i broke in this movie that i actually really? started tearing up yeah and that was one of them um so even though some of those flashbacks were pretty cheesy they did get me and then the whole just the story of it of them you know feeling like their family is not ever going to be all together again or like falling apart i feel like they they, I mean, they had some really great emotional performances. Yeah, I mean, even just, it doesn't have to be super emotional, but when uh, when the dad uh, was walking down with Mike, right at the beginning, I think they're, they're going to get something, I forget what it was, but there's this really nice moment where they're just really connecting with, with each other, and I, I like that. I, I thought that felt very realistic, um, not too sad, but just honest and earnest, and 
again, Treat just acting his heart out in this film. Any any scene he was in was just lovely. When he kind of has that talk with, with Phyllis, it's just, it tugs at you. I mean, this man just, he has a little bit of tears in his eyes. It just, ah, oh, man, just... It's making me a little emotional. Just it was it was intense to see. Yeah, to see that he's like he feels like he's trying really hard with his wife, and yeah. she's just not, you know, not having it. He feels like he's trying. You know, he feels like he just can't make her happy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, wonderful performance, and uh, this is a testament to Treat's talent. Uh, he's very good with the details. Um, his relationship with his sons, I thought, was very genuine, very believable, and such a such a rare thing that we don't see a lot between fathers and sons. He's like calling Mike honey, um, at one part. And then he like kisses Brandon on the cheek and another, like just very loving and like, you know, tender with his sons. And I just thought that was such a, a wonderful touch to add, uh, to that, to that relationship. That's a really great call. You're absolutely right. I, I do remember that. It was, yeah, it was just very, very nice to see. And, um, yeah, you're man. Good call. I forgot about that. Good catch. I know. <laughs> but even like, oh man, even at the end, like Bill was like, "Well, it's you know, it's my fault. I really need to be including your mother more in my." It's like, no, you don't. Like, it's not your fault. It's you guys need to work on this together. And it just that upset me too. How did you feel about that? Because I mean, that's the, the main conflict of this film. Really, is um, the parents' relationship and what they're going to do. To me, that's the main conflict. I mean, we have Mike and his show, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to drive down to New York, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that was, I didn't really. Yeah. But for me, it's the, it's the parents and how they're going to fix this relationship. Yeah. They, I mean, so it's not, you know, one last Christmas, you know, we need to, to save the family. So it did feel frustrating at times because I felt like they were right there. Like I felt like you just need to communicate. You yeah. just have to you know, talk it through. It felt like they were just kind of giving up. It didn't feel like they had tried per se to, to figure it out. She was just like, well, you've got your own thing and I'm retired and I don't know what to do. So I guess we we got to break up. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that me, so that being the the sort of main conflict, um, it, it wasn't unbelievable. It just, it made me sad, you know, that, that kind of feeling, and that was pervasive throughout. Um, it's just the what's going on with the family, how we're going to fix this kind of deal. But then we have, you know, the big the big reveal of the Christmas house, all decked out. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's weird because I, I feel like we didn't see these rooms. Like, where were these other rooms when they're going through the house? Like we saw the downstairs, right? The the main room, which is you know the tree room, we'll call it. And then we saw the kitchen a lot in the dining room, but these other rooms we didn't really see at all in the film. Well, they're not going to be showing them in every single room. They show them in like the main rooms where yeah. they would hang out. And then, of course, they had to wait for the big the reveal, big reveal. Um, which I thought was was great. I mean, it's the outside, like, ugh. Magical. The outside was crazy good. I love the outside. I love like the snowing room. That was really cool. I know um, you didn't like the inside because of the lighting, but the inside <laughs> was still really cool. Like, could was, you imagine yourself in there? Like those kids' faces, like I d- it made me really happy. No, the, it was that sort of big reveal of how they, they filmed that, showing the kids' faces around them. Instead of showing the decorations, they showed the kids reacting to the decorations. It made me want to be a kid again at Christmas. So they did yeah. that really nicely. Um, when Santa comes out of the, uh, the magic box, there's this little girl in the front row that's like freaking out. <laughs> 
Like it is the cutest, funniest thing. Like I almost want to go back and show you. Cause like, she is just like freaking out like a, like, you know, someone at a, at a Beatles concert. Like she's just going nuts. Or Taylor Swift. Sure. Taylor Swift. If you want to. Yeah. That's know. more relevant. Is that more relevant these yeah. days? Not yeah. the Beatles. The Beatles yeah. aren't playing anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fantastic. And you know, obviously we love that Mike, you know, we have the big, I'm leaving this job interview thing. Yeah. That's super important to my career because I got to be there and he had this, those, to like, do magic. Those memories of like, not even a flashback, him just thinking about her, the way it was shot. Like, oh, oh man. No, that mm, <laughs> that's the flashbacks I'm talking about. I feel like that ruined that scene for me i was hoping i was like oh maybe it's gonna come in you know clutch with a good last scene for these two the flashback kind of ruined it for me because again i felt like those were two why are they showing this other couple these young kids i don't know who they are but it was sweet you know that we get this kiss and they're playing this the sleeping at last it's a band that i love I was surprised for, you know, I didn't think this movie had a big budget, but they got, well, I mean, I think Sleeping at Last is big, but maybe. I think the Beatles are big, so. (laughs) You know, playing the baby, please come home. And so they do, we get a kiss. Yeah. They, they kiss. Um, I rated it kindling. Sure. It wasn't a wet campfire. It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. You know, then we have the big quote unquote surprise that they get an offer on the house. Yeah, I mean, I think we all saw this coming, so that was that was nice to, to see it. It seems like a conflict of interest to me, uh, but you know, him buying his parents' house with, I mean, with Andy. I mean, obviously they're gonna you know live together. So she's we probably, know nothing. That's true. She's Troy just, Parker could come back and sweep her off her feet in the sequel. You never know. Um, I hope so. I do too. I feel like uh, Mike could do better. <laughs> uh, but I did like you know the cute, they have a cute little scene where they're in their PJs. She yeah. actually kind of seems like she's into him in that scene. I know? like. I don't. I liked her. I. I was a fan of her. She was just very cold. Not like, young her, <laughs> but the. She was very cold to him. I didn't feel any warmth between the two. She was playing it coy. I mean, he's a. She's. Uh, but it was too much because I had never. Even when like they are finally together, like I'm not feeling like mm. she's. I just didn't feel it. Okay. It just. It wasn't there. I mean, again, but I'm, I'm not, glad I'm not, you saw it. I'm not a romance expert, but I was I was into it. Oh, good. I was into it a little bit. And I thought it was cute when they're all in the matching PJs at the yeah. end and the snow was falling outside. And like, Noah's I thought that there. was yeah. a really sweet uh, scene. But it kind of got a little scary because as they're panning out, we see like a little pocket watch fall outside the window. And I, I don't know about you, but I thought it was going to be Marvelous Jim. I thought Jim Watching was out there them. peeping in. Yeah. And I didn't understand why he would have been doing that. Maybe he's upset because he didn't get the house or I don't know. So I don't know what's going to happen in the second movie. Why? Yeah. What? So the does thing, he turn into a villain? I don't know. The thing about the watches uh, is very strange because in the very beginning, Mike goes to his room, finds his dad's watch there. And it was almost like a Chekhov's gun situation where like, well, that watch is going to come back. It doesn't. But then we have this pocket watch from Jim. So there's this theme of watches throughout that there, I think there's an undercurrent. Maybe it's talking about society and how we're all falling apart because we're running out of time. I don't know. I really need to sort of do a deep dive on this. Uh, but the pocket watch was strange. I need to know more. If it's not addressed in the sequel, I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to throw up my hands. I don't throw some papers know. Up. Well, it has to do with all the magic, but I don't understand how that Santa out there is just like tossing the 
tossing the I don't watch know. down. I and guess. is Jim Santa? Questions that need to be answered in the sequel. It's magic. We got to watch. We're the just sequel. gonna chalk it up to to magic. But the pocket watch or the watch from the dad was sort of like a Chekhov's gun, as you call it, of just them of him seeing like, oh, maybe they're not sleeping in the same room oh, together. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes, he was sleeping in Mike's. Yeah. Oh, you're so good. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is. Bravo. Yeah, Thank but you. they weren't gonna say it because yep. it's Hallmark. There so. it is. Gosh, way to pick up on that. <laughs> good, good call. I mean, so while you know, I wasn't a fan of this film. Just because of the story, like I said, I think the acting in this was was really done well. I want to watch the sequel because I have questions that need answers, and I want to see if they maybe got a bigger budget or had more time or fixed the issues that I had. Or maybe person. Andy like finally loves Mike now. I like Andy. She she and him are gonna make it. She's beautiful. I mean, her hair, the flow, like wonderful. You know, woman. Maybe just not for Mike. I just didn't feel <laughs> the love there. I don't know. We'll find out in the sequel. But opposites attract, as they say. Yeah. Uh, we do get a fun. We, you know, we have to recognize the the fun little teaser thing they give us at the very end. You think the movie's over. Mm-mm. More. There is more. Yeah. We get a, a funny little commercial. Yeah. The, for, of the grift? Grift, grift body spray. Man's um, making money. He's got 1.2 million followers on the IG. He's making that cash. Yeah. Robert Buckley is actually very funny. If you follow him in, on the socials. Do um, you follow? I don't he's follow a, him I do. He's a funny guy. And so I have a feeling that was that was all him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, let this movie be funny. Let them have fun with it. Because when they were just hamming it up, yeah. I was all here for it. You know, And then the mom comes in and brings it down. But... I'm hoping the sequel, they're just like, you yeah. know what? Forget all about all this sadness. Let's just be ridiculous. Let's yeah. just go to the wall. And so let's see, folks, if that's what they're going to do. We're going to watch it right now. We're going. Um, <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for listening. That was The Christmas House. Yes. And what did you guys think of this movie? Were you fans of this movie? People we, had to have been for the We sequel. were a little split on this one. But, um, yeah, I am excited to see the sequel. And... Make sure that you are following us to see when we have new episodes come out. Mm -hmm. um, also, feel free to join our Patreon where yeah. we have, you know, Ham mentioned uh, a DP deep dive that he did uh, yesterday. We have that uh, as well as a, another one where he just just really... I go tech. Goes hard. Go down that rabbit goes hole. Goes hard on the tech. And uh, if you're a fan of that or you know, maybe you want to hear me try to catch some killers in these Hallmark mysteries that's happening over on our Patreon and feel free to join our Facebook group. Yeah, Facebook as group well. is a lot of fun. I've been having a blast getting a chance to talk to all of our fans there and really connect with them. So it's been great. Yeah. Thank you all again, as always for listening um, and for all of the support mm -hmm. and we will be back next week. See you guys. Thanks.